headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. It is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. So jump in here. We'll hang out together and uh, solve all of life's problems. You can call and ask our opinion. We are an expert on our opinion. We know what's happening with that. So jump in here. Let's talk. 888-825-5225. Melissa is going to start this hour in Indianapolis. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Hi, Jade. How are you? Good. Thank you. So um, my husband and I have five kids, and we're on baby step seven. Woo! Woohoo! And uh, yeah, um, but I share my four oldest kids with an ex-husband, and we have a current court order that says we would each claim two kids on our taxes. And but my ex's income has gone up significantly over the past several years, and continues to go up. Um, and I found out recently that he's being—he told me he's being phased out of the child tax credit, and probably won't benefit from actually claiming the kids. Um, in the next couple of years. And so I was wondering if it would be worth the hassle for me to, um, you know, pursue getting permission from the court and all of that for me to claim all the kids myself, or if I should just let that go. Well, I mean, it's worth some money. The question is how much it's going to cost a fool with it. If your attorney, if you guys can order, uh, can agree to this, both of you sign off on it, your attorney could just file with the court an agreed order. Right. So it should I not be this, complicated. You know, it shouldn't. The reason that I even, you know, had mention of it and, and knew about it was because I received this email from my ex who said, hey, you know, I just thought I might, you know, reach out to you and see maybe in 2023, you know, you could claim all the kids. I'll just let you claim all the kids. And in exchange, then, you know, whatever the child tax credit is for that year, for those two kids that you'd be claiming of mine, then we would decrease the child support by the same amount. Why would you bother? Year. <laughs> exactly and you can, I was you can stay to... home and break even <laughs> okay right i mean I, I i i don't get how this is helpful it's just a favor no. to him at that point i mean it's okay mm-hmm. if you want to do him a favor yeah. it helps yeah. him but it helps you zero okay well that's kind of what i figured and yeah. it doesn't I mean, ma- like mathematically it's... you follow me right yeah you're going to get the you're going to get the credit but he's going to reduce it by that amount so you're going to end up with exactly the same amount of money when the smoke clears and he's going to end up with more money. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily help the kids or, you know, no, it doesn't affect the kids at all. Them at all so. yeah. Does, I'm guessing this is a pattern. He has lived his life by. I for win, you sure. lose. For, mm. for sure. Which is why I saw the email and thought, well, he's definitely not going to be helping me out. So that's very suspicious. Like, what do you really want? What do you, tra- <laughs> what do you, what do you get out of this? What does so he really want? He wants back, money. This is, a, this said, improves his financial well, situation. I'm being phased out. So therefore, you know, yeah. I thought this would be more fair. And then, yeah. you know, I would get the, I would get to keep the, the, the state. Yeah. I mean, you can I, run the numbers yeah. on it and figure out how many dollars it actually amounts to in your all's life. Uh, and yeah. you could offer to split it with him instead of him being the only one benefiting if it's even worth it, if that even pays the court cost to file the agreed order. Right. But the other thing I thought of was I could offer to like to go ahead and file all of them for me and claim them, but then put whatever extra money I get into like toward college costs or something. Cause our oldest is now 15. She's a sophomore. Well, that would you be know, a fair so offer, but e- either like way you need to benefit enough 
that it um, that that you net 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 if you have to put it all into college and it reduces what he has to put into college then no you're just paying his bill for him right and you're doing his work for him again carrying his water for him again so no i mean he needs to benefit half of this you need to benefit half of it and it needs to be worth it to file the order the actual savings it may not be worth it when you add it all up and then look at the legal cost it's Probably just don't screw with it, is my guess, but it might be enough. I forget what, what is the child tax credit? Did you look it up? I don't even know. For 2023, it's 2000 per kid. Yeah, yeah which okay. is why he was so saying, 4, yeah, we can do $4,000 tax savings. Yeah, so if you got $2,000, he got $2,000, cost you $500 to do the order, then that's fair. Yeah. You get nothing, our- he gets $4,000. No, thank you. <laughs> well, the first way you said it, it sounded like a good idea, but then when you added in the part that he was going to reduce, you know, right. that then I said, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Then we just go, yeah, there's a pattern. Here. I mean, it's okay. But, uh, if you just want to do him a favor, but, um, but that's it. it I, yeah, I usually, usually in the these situations, cost. there's more to the story as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. All right. <laughs> Charlene's in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Charlene, what's up? Hi there. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Um, yes, I'm wondering, I am in, you know, close to $250,000 of medical school education debt, and I also have an auto loan. I paid off all my credit cards. I'm on baby step two, so I'm working on, you know, paying off my debt. I have $1,000 in savings. I'm sticking to my budget. But my question is, I'm just worried about not investing and not saving because, um, you know, paying off my school loans is going to take me several years, probably. So I'm just like, is it really smart to only have $1,000 in my savings if an emergency happens? I don't know if that's going to be enough if I don't have a credit card to like. Mm. How old are you? I'm 34. How long if you get crazy because you're on baby step two, how long is it going to take you to pay off $250,000 of student loans? I calculated it, and if I'm, like, really good and stick to my budget, I can probably do it in five years. Five years? What is your income? 195000 You're wussing. Are you single? You're wussing. I am. I'm single, no children, and I don't own a home. I'm with you Dave. You can only pay off $50,000 out of a $200,000 income. Yeah, I'm with Dave. Wimpy! You got to cut it down. You're killing me. I can live. I can only live on one hundred and fifty thousand. You're killing me. Look now. Now is the time to get this done. You're unattached. You don't have kids. There is no reason in the world that you can't get scorched earth on this. Well, two years. Fair, only you have two years. To one, you get to do this in two years. Taxes. You get to do this in two years. I think you need to flip it. Right now, you're only paying off fifty thousand a year at that rate. You need to be living on fifty thousand a year and put the rest towards this. Two years. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, uh, no life. No life. You gave up your life when you went to med school. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you keep I making... I love to travel. Yeah, I know. If you I keep love making, a lot of stuff. With my friends. If you yeah. keep making excuses why you can't do more, do you want to know what you're going to look up in five years and you're still going to have this debt? It's got to be more painful yeah. for you to stay like this than it is for you to change. You're a doc. Right. Are you an MD? Yeah, I am. Okay, what, what's your spe- you have a specialization? Yeah, I'm a pediatrician. Oh, okay, all right, cool. All right, good. Well, your income's not going to go shooting through the roof then, but you're probably no, going to, probably you're probably going to see it. some increases. And Charlene, you are a person who knows how to delay pleasure for a win. Mm-hmm. We know that about you because you actually went all the way through med school. That's delaying pleasure for a win. Now you get to do it again. 
delay pleasure for a win. Go live on nothing and clean this. The faster you clean this up, the richer you're going to be. The faster you clean this up, the less stress you're going to have. And you'll be able to invest more. The faster you clean this up, the more you're going to like the person in the mirror. I would cut it to nothing. No, nothing. No eating out, no travel, no nothing. Get out of debt. That's what I would do. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Hey, if you're a new listener and you want to dive deeper into this Ramsey baby steps, all this behind-the-scenes talk, debt snowballs, all these things we talk about, click on Get Started at RamseySolutions.com. Completely free. We'll help you figure out the best next step for your financial journey based on exactly where you are today. RamseySolutions.com. Click Get Started. Our question of the day comes from Jacob in the Ramsey Baby Steps Millionaires group on Facebook. He says this, he says, I'm 20 years old and I'm looking to buy a house within six months to a year. Besides having 20% down, what other tips would you recommend for a first time home buyer? Also, is there anything that I need to look out for? Um, yeah, I would say there's a couple of things to keep in mind. I think it's great that you're putting 20% down. Uh, we would say to do a deal where you're payment is no more than 25% of your take home and that's taxes, insurance, all included in a conventional loan. And I love that you're putting 20% down because then you can avoid PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. And it's just an additional cost there. But with 20% down, you can avoid that. But I feel like you're in pretty good shape. I mean, other than that, it sounds sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. A couple of things. Good idea. Good question, by the way. 15-year fixed rate, 25% of your take home pay. Um, Always, everyone, anytime you buy a piece of real estate, get title insurance 100% of the time. Anytime you're buying a piece of property that is not a traditional subdivision lot, meaning it's very, very predictable, um, always get a survey. So if you, you know, I bought three acres that turned out to be 1.75. No, that, yeah, no, we, uh, we, you get a survey on it okay now you got a standard subdivision lot that is pre-platted and has changed hands three or four times you don't have to worry about that it is what it is but uh if you're buying something otherwise get a survey get title insurance at, get a home inspection get a home inspection you're 20 years old you're not an expert on much of anything in that house uh unless you just happen to be an electrician or something and then you would be right but um yeah get it get a home inspection period uh I've bought and sold several thousand pieces of real estate. I get a home inspection. Mm-hmm. Last house I bought, I got one. Okay. Um, I can go in there and scratch around in the crawl space and try to figure it out. But for what it costs, let somebody else do it. Right. Um, that's the thing. Uh, don't buy a house that is a great price, but is ugly from the street. First house I bought was that. I got a great deal, and this house was ugly from the street. <laughs> there, there's no fixing ugly. Yeah, that's you hard can't to fix. fix ugly. Okay, it's just still going to be no. Well, we could, we could. No, don't, 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 don't try to fix ugly. Ugly, you just look like a, 
you know, oh, had plastic surgery and you shouldn't have bothered. Oh, don't do it. You know, I mean, oh, I mean, don't. You just can't fix it. Leave it alone. That's just don't, point. don't. It's not a good buy. Because if you get a good buy on it now, when you get ready to sell it, you know what you have? An ugly house. And you're going to give somebody else a good deal because nobody wants an ugly house. So that there's a reason it was cheap when you bought it, and there'll be a reason it's cheap when you sell it. So, that's a good point. And that's also true with the actual floor plan. I bought a house one time. No, actually, I didn't buy I rented it one time that was a four-bedroom, but to get to one of the bedrooms, you had to walk through the other bedroom. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Terrible this is, uh, We used to call these country-built houses where you just keep adding on. Adding on, adding Rambling. on, adding on, and and you just go, yeah. Well, there there, there was actually no plan from the beginning, yeah. and then you've got a, no plan. So be careful with that kind of stuff. You can you can get excited, particularly on your first buy, and uh, try to buy something that's a little bit boring. That's good advice. You know, don't try to like reinvent the word. I'm going to do a rehab. Oh God, no. Well, Please. I mean, you could pick you could pick something that's got things that you can fix like if the carpet's super ugly there's things that are outdated yeah, like you carpet. can you can yeah. change that but yeah, you can put or you can put the gutters up that's right. fine but don't right. tell me you got to change the whole no yeah i gotta tear out yeah. i gotta add no 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 just you, you just boring means less risk going in and less risk going out and so a nice little house with a little picket fence mm-hmm. and little bushes out front and it looks you look at it from the street and everybody goes oh that's cute that's the that's where you want to start what do you think about corner lots because when we bought in our neighborhood before we came here we thought we had a good lot because we were on the corner by the gate and for us it was great we thought oh we could take the dog out it's easy access but then when we got ready to sell it sold for less corner lots are a mixed blessing because generally corner lots present well from the street right but you have no freaking backyard you got this little tiny triangle back there where they crammed the house back inside at a 45. And so it depends on the subdivision, depends on the lot, size, right. all those kinds of things. But generally speaking, you get the, a nice presentation from mm-hmm. the front and then you're pinched in the back. Yeah. That's generally what you get. So watch for that. That's it's not the end of the world, but watch for that. Again, if you've got a concern when you're looking at it, know that they're the buyer when you get ready to sell it's going to have the same concern so just right. don't ra- don't get so excited you rationalize your way into stupidity i know a guy who's done that a lot in his life and um <laughs> that's how he has a radio show so be careful <laughs> open phones at 888-825-5225 jason is up next in detroit hey jason welcome to the ramsey show hey guys thank you so much for the call i appreciate it Sure. Um, Dave, um, yeah, uh, you, you've, you and God have changed my life. <laughs> so I, uh, appreciate all that you've done over the years. Um, pretty fortunate to live, um, completely debt-free, including my house, um, at 48 years old. Way to go, dude. And, um, thanks. Thanks. My, my wife and I have um, worked pretty hard to, uh, c- kind of get there financially. Um, I've actually been in uh, full-time ministry most of my adult life. Um, and, uh, currently I am part-time, uh, on staff in a church and then part-time I operate a food pantry and, um, I absolutely love my work. I, I, I love what I do. Um, the issue that I, I struggle with a little bit is I, I, I hardly make any money, um, being in two nonprofit situations. Um, my wife's a school teacher and um, has been for 20 plus years, so she's kind of at the top of the income scale. 
Um, we're doing all the things. Um, we have zero debt. Um, we're, um, you know, she has the pension and then we've got, um, some other uh, investments and that, that sort of thing. But my question is, you know, I literally, I mean, with what I do, I, I take home a couple thousand bucks a month, um, at this stage in the game. And I'm about 30 years into my career and I guess I'm just trying to decide, um, is that okay for me? Um, you know, is it? I, I, I don't. Well, I guess that's what I, you're, you're calling <laughs> about it. So you don't think it is? Well, I'm just. I guess I just need some perspective. I, I'm. I, I love what I do, and I, I. I. You know, I get to help people every day, and um, it's extremely rewarding work. And I could see myself doing it until I die. I don't. You know, I. I want to die with my boots on. But um, without any debt and, you know, still being able to set aside, you know, funds for the future, um, I, I guess um, I would love to make more money. But I just don't know if I'm ever going to find that in kind of the nonprofit world. Um, so I guess I just was hoping for a little insight on that. Mm. Well, you're obviously a good man. You're obviously a guy who loves to help people. You're pastoring, you're running a food pantry, you got a big old heart. And uh, there's no question about that. Um, 80% of pastors in North America are bivocational. Mm -hmm. They have a day job. Mm -hmm. That's a wild number. Mm -hmm. Um, And did you start this food pantry? Uh, I did not start it. However, I took it over and had to completely revamp yeah. it. Um, it's kind of yours. And, yeah, I thought and, so. I kind of smelled that yeah. the way you're talking about it. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. spiritually, morally, ethically, ethically with what you're doing. Nothing wrong with it at all. There's also nothing wrong with exploring some other avenues that you could utilize that wonderful large heart of yours to help people. And in the process of serving them, you made more money. There's nothing wrong with that either. That's the seat I sit in. So, I mean, there's lots of ways you can help people uh, and love people well. And they love paying you for it, by the way. Um, So maybe a counseling ministry, maybe some other things you can add on. I don't know what it is, but I, I would look towards that kind of a thing. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Annie is next in Nashville. Hi, Annie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Better than we deserve. How can we help? So my husband and I are first-time home buyers. We just started the process, and I've been talking to a local mortgage broker and he gave us some information on 30 year versus 15 year mortgages. Um, We want to do the 15 year. We're trying to follow the plan. We have a sizable down payment. Um, But he did say, which I thought this is kind of strange. I just don't understand this, that if we want the 15 year, we are required to do a rate buy down to get like a little lower interest rate. Um, so I just didn't know what that was. I'd never heard of that before. He said it would be about a point or point and a half to get the rate buy down. <laughs> uh, uh, you need to call Churchill Mortgage and get with a new mortgage broker. Okay. There are two things okay. you can do to buy down rates. Uh, I 
think I'm hearing that he just wants you to pay points. That is not a true buy-down. That's just points. Each point is 1% of the loan amount and will reduce your interest rate by about an eighth, between an eighth and a quarter, somewhere in there, but usually around an eighth of a percent, which means it takes you eight years to recoup that. No, thank you. I'll pass. So paying points is not a good thing. And I'm pretty sure, by the way, that increases what goes in his pocket at the closing. That's why I'm um, rolling my eyes a bit here. I don't know if you can hear it over the radio, but I was. <laughs> and so um, the an actual buy-down is a like a 3-2-1 buy-down, and it would be a 3% reduction the first year or a 2-1 buy-down, 2% reduction the first year, 1% reduction the second year, and then it goes on up to the regular rate. And all that is is you're just giving yourself some money up front to subsidize yourself. Now, if the seller pays your 2-1 buy-down, like in the old days when things were a little calmer than they are right now, a builder might pay for a 2-1 buy-down. Okay, in other words, they would pay 2%, pay the, you know, just at 0.02, right, what it's going to cost you to reduce the rate by 2%, and then 0.1, so it's going to cost them 3% out of pocket, to do a 2-1 buy-down or 6% out of pocket to do a 3-2-1 buy-down. If the seller pays that, that's free money. You got a deal, okay? But if you're if you're going to pay for your own buy-down, uh, that's uh, not as bad as points, but it's there's no reason to do it. Okay. I, does that make sense? You understand the difference in what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Points are prepaid interest. Both of these are prepaid interest. Points are a form of prepaid interest, and one point will reduce the uh, roughly an eighth of a percent APR for the life of the loan. A true buy-down is just, it's a 2-1 buy-down. You take your current rate, let's call it 6%. It'd be 4% the first year, 5% the second year, and 6% from then on. And you pay that difference up front at the closing, which you could have just done that for yourself if you're just swapping pockets. So actually, mm-hmm. let me think about this then. If the seller's not paying it, we're going to do neither of these. Mm-hmm. That's the moral of the story. Okay. Is the seller paying it? He acted like I was, to get the 15-year, this is something I would have to do. Why? Do a rate 15 year is generally cheaper than a 30-year anyway. And but, are they saying you can't qualify? So he said he said that the thirty year would be six point eight seven five, and if I fifteen year would be the same unless I did this rate buy down, then I could nope. get like six point five or something. That doesn't sound right. New mortgage broker, new one. Okay, <laughs> he just lost the business. Yeah, because fifteen year quoted at what we call a par quote zero point zero origination is always cheaper than a thirty year. Ninety percent of the time it is mm-hmm. okay. And for you, you know, he's monkeying with you to put the line in his pocket. That's what I think. I'm not 100% sure, but having done about a bazillion of these, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, I go to Churchill, talk to them, and see if they give you the exact same thing. If they do, I'll shut up and say that I was wrong about the guy's character. But when is it better to just make a larger down payment as opposed to attempting a three, two, one, the larger down payment, uh, doesn't reduce, well, it would reduce the payment, but it doesn't reduce it as much mathematically. Um, so actually it would be, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't because 
I guess what I'm saying is there is there math that you need to do to find out what that point would be? No, it's it's don't subsidize your own loan is the moral of the story. Both of them are a form of subsidizing your own interest rate. Prepaying it. By prepaying it in their different forms, points or buy downs. Mm -hmm. So if the seller is paying points or the seller is paying a buy down, that's different. Right. And all things being equal, meaning no points, no origination, which is called a par quote, your 30 should match your, your 15 should be a little bit less. A, it should be a quarter of a point, half a point less uh, on your APR. Mm-hmm. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, it is. Now, there might be a glitch in the environment at this moment in the bond market that's doing that. I, I'm not 100% sure, but most of the time throughout 30, almost 40 years of being in the real estate mm-hmm. and around real estate business, that's what my experience has been. So, But double check. You need to get another quote. I, 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 sm- I just smell... Um, I, I don't it, it doesn't smell. <laughs> it doesn't smell right that's yeah, all right Dave let's just leave it at that all right Jake <laughs> is in Milwaukee hi Jake how are you uh, hi Dave hi Jade hi. Um, I'm uh, hi I'm on baby step two um, and I'm kind of in a little situation where I don't know how much I owe I my father passed in 2016 and he didn't have a will the only thing he ever did, he, he told me is that he was going to set me as a beneficiary. And if anything happened that, you know, I would have to take care of it for, for my sister, for myself and my sister. Um, and I mean, so he's only ever told me that verbally. And well, when he passed, we got 200,000, um, in a policy and it's coming up. I've been paying my sister monthly so she can go and finish school debt-free, which she has now graduated. Um, and so there's about 5000 left on just the half, so 95000 paid. And I kind of don't know how much more I owe her because all the things I've done with the, with the money have been kind of commingled with my own finances. Well, you certainly owe the five thousand, right? Because that totals one hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Okay, then have you invested the money during this time? I I did. I invested um, in hundred thousand of it in real estate. Okay, that would be uh, your hundred thousand. And then I invested others in parts in stocks. Well, okay. And well, I would have been. I would have done better with your four fund portfolio, but I. I've actually lost money on the part I invested in stocks because. Okay. I mean, I, and I don't know what you owe her. You don't owe her anything legally. No. Morally, you told Only your dad morally. she would get half the money. So we know she's getting the 5000 Even if you screwed around yeah. and lost some of her half, then you would still cover that 5000 morally if you're doing what your dad asked you to do, right? Yeah. So how much money have you made on the real estate? Um, on paper, I mean, before, you know, selling fees and all that, uh, it's probably like 75,000. Okay. What do you make a year? Uh, actually I, I make about that 75. What do you think the right thing to do is? Hello? I, I mean, probably just, probably just cut that in half and then they can give and give her half of that yeah but i think you invested your half in the real estate personally 
Um, I, and I think you lost some of her half. So I think you cover the five, and if you want to throw another ten on there for fun to make you feel better, that's fine. But I don't think you owe her anything much more than that. And I'm certainly not going to have to sell the real estate to get the, her half out of that. That's so convoluted mm-hmm. and wicked. No, thank you. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Our 2023 live event schedule is jam-packed and sold out coast-to-coast, baby. Hey, man, we've had a blast. We were just in Indianapolis and then over in Austin, Texas. Uh, April 24th, we'll be in Salt Lake City, Utah with Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Christina Ellis, and me. May 2nd will be jade washoe no that's christine ellis you were you did the first two that's, that's right it. okay uh may 2nd Anaheim, california dr john deloney ken coleman christina ellis and me and smart conference is back and we're going to kick it off kick it up a notch with a full weekend here at nashville this will be the inaugural event at the uh, ramsey event center whoop, whoop. where they're putting in the final touches up there today putting bushes down and rolling out the sod and which is kind of like rolling out gold and um yeah it's gonna be awesome <laughs> and we have the money and marriage uh, and by the way that's april 14th and 15th there's a few tickets left uh ramseysolutions.com events for all of these salt lake city anaheim nashville for smart conference here on our campus the money and marriage getaway a chance for you and your spouse to disconnect from everyday life spend a few days focusing on your marriage that'll be here in nashville october 19 through 21 dr john deloney and rachel cruz Make your plans to get to all of these. Don't miss any of them. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Good all right, stuff. Jade, uh, note to everyone that is over 18 and breathing, do not leave verbal instructions to your heirs. Uh. Do a will. It's the responsible adult thing to do. Do a will. Go to mamabearlegalforms.com, get you a will. State specific, do a will. If you have moved states, you need a new will because state law handles your estate. So you need to do a will. If you hate your relatives, leave a large estate with mixed instructions verbally to all of them. They will spend the next 25 years of their life fighting. This is how you can screw up a family. Oh, yeah. How you can screw up and leave your son feeling guilty for not having properly taken care of his little sister because he didn't have good instructions. Just split it with her. I'm not going to do a wheel. Oh, you're killing me. And can I take it a step further? Can you talk to your family members about the will? Hello. Do a reading of the will. Do a reading while you're of alive. the will. If you're going to piss someone off, do it while you're alive. Please. You're doing cocaine, Junior. You're out of the will. Go ahead and tell them that. Maybe they'll get off the cocaine. Who knew? You know, we don't. We do not leave inheritance to heroin addicts. And so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Susie. You're not in the will. But Dave, there's. Can I just say, as as this generation talking to my parents and our generation of people talking to our parents, they don't want to talk to us about money. I know. We can we can ask, hey, mom, dad, you know, I'm trying to plan. I want to know about long term care. I want to know about your will. I want to know. And they don't want to tell us what's going on. I know. And I'm yelling at them right now. Yeah. Let them know. Uh, You're talking to my generation, I guess. Hey, my generation, you're being stupid. Do a will. 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 I don't care what you do with your money. It's your money. 
but do it on purpose. Live mm-hmm. an act of diligence, an act of intentionality. Keep the government's hands off of it. It gets so convoluted and screwed up. The lawyers end up with everything, and people end up pissed off for decades over a piece of furniture. Mama yeah. said you were going to leave that to her. Oh, gee. Yep. Ugh. It's a piece of, oh, come on. Leave it, do a will. Do a will, do a will, do a will, do a will, do a will. It's easy. And my wife actually cornered me on this the other day because I've got a very detailed estate plan. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, update on the estate plan every year, a mm-hmm. meeting with my whole family and my leadership team here at Ramsey. And this is what happens if Dave dies this year. I call it the Monty Python move m- meeting. I'm feeling much better. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. So, um, but it's uh, it's awkward as crud to do this sure. meeting you know I'm, sure. I'm, I'm here i'm okay i'm right here in the corner no this is what happens if dave dies this year right so uh but i hadn't done it like i have an antique water ski collection i have a, interesting i have a gun collection okay I have too many cars and sharon's the other day goes what do you want me to do with all that crap and i'm like i don't know do whatever you want to with it she goes Dave Ramsey says, have a plan. <laughs> it's, I, like, <laughs> it's not in, you don't have it. So it's I, not had, a I had to write up a document, just, not there to do with go. the wheel, but just say, here's what you do with the water skis. Here's what you do with the <laughs> cars. And here's what you do with the guns. And, um, here, here's who you call and, uh, which of our kids can help you yeah. with that process. And cause she wouldn't even, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look, I'm not mad at that. No, I that, feel like that's that a good be, call. That's a good call. A good call. I mean, she called me out on my own stuff. So there you go. Do a will. I do a will. All right. Kareem is with us in Tampa. Hi, Kareem. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Your wife sounds like a very smart woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know, we've known that for a very long time. And I'm the one to, and yet I'm the one doing the show. So how can I help? <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to listening to your great advice. But right a little bit first, I just wanted to mention my big brother Gil because he's the one that turned me on to listening to your podcast and he followed your plan and to become debt free and he is on his way to becoming a millionaire. So wow! Way to, go, Gil. way to go Gil! Way to go Gil! He's listening <laughs> so I'm sure he's excited. <laughs> Yay Gil! Alright so my question this is this is the good stuff. Alright so we have an investment property Okay, it's a condo. We owe about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the condo, and it's worth about one point three million. Oh, wow! I hate it when that I happens. know it's wonderful. You know, Tampa is booming right now, so yeah. we're really lucky to have come in right before. And the idea is this: um, we bought the condo at three fifty, so our capital gains is going to be extremely high. It's going to be in the millions. No, and we don't know what to do because in a year and a half our five-year arm ends and we're going to have to renegotiate our interest rate and right now our interest rate is three percent and we are terrified to find out what the interest rate is going to be so we don't know what to do with this do we do a 1031 uh we also owe about nine hundred thousand dollars on our current home and our home rate right now is at 2.65 percent so what do we do? What do we do? There's so many options. What's the best option? Well, you've done very well on it. Congratulations. That's Thank fabulous. You. If you do sell it, your Thank capital you. gains rate will be 15% unless you're making over 450,000 household income, are you? Yeah, it's going to be 20. Yeah, okay, so be 20. 20% on probably over a million dollars. So it's going to be 200,000, 200, 
15000 or somewhere in there. Exactly. That's your, your taxes exactly. to sell it. If you do that, you pay off your house. That's one option, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you won't quite have enough to pay off your house, but you probably have some other money. Um, that'd be a cool option. Obviously, a 1031 defers those gains. That's a trading for another property. If your only reason for doing that is to avoid the fear of the mortgage, how much money do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of cash flow or what, what, wait a minute, Let me ask two questions. How much cash do you have, not counting retirement? Cash and investments, non-retirement. Okay, so we have, I would say, total, total, about mm, 200000 Okay, and what's your household income? Uh, about 500000 Okay, so if you want to keep this, just pay it off. I should just pay off the condo? Yeah, and then you don't have to worry about the five. Because I'm worried about the five years. It's kind of funny because you make $500,000 a year and you only have a $250,000 mortgage. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not worried. In I mean, it's not. There's nothing. You, you said you were. You said you were. I'm. I'm freaked well, about the interest rates. I got a call coming. Yeah, a five-year call, right? I mean, you have five yeah. years to make yeah. the decision. So, sometime in the next five years, preferably the next eighteen no, months. No, one year. I have one year. One year. It's oh, I misunderstood. Oh, I did too. I thought you said it. No, 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 no. It's our five-year arm is ending in a year. Oh, That's and it, is it going to adjust, or is it going? Is it a call? It's going to adjust, I, right? I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be adjusting. Oh, it's just an adjustment. So that's not the other one. But I, I would pay no, it no, off. No, I, I, I would try to pay it off and keep it if you like it. If you like the property, the cleanest thing, just pay it off and keep it. I wouldn't be motivated to sell it by the mortgage, not with your income and your cash. And I think you like it. It sounds like she does. I, they I, like I, the area. I kind of like it. It's done well for it's them. It's been sweet, but it's just up to you. I mean, if you're going to keep it, if you want to, if the only thing driving this is the mortgage, just pay the mortgage off in the next year. You can do that. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.